0: Hey, listeners! We have a very rare opening for an associate sound designer mixer here at Defacto Sound. That's my sound design studio and the studio behind Twenty Thousand Hertz. To learn more, visit jobs.defactosound.com. This application window closes on May twenty-second. Now, onto the show. From Defacto Sound, you're listening to Twenty Thousand Hertz the stories behind the world's most recognizable and interesting sounds. I'm Dallas Taylor. This is the story of what sound is like underwater. The sound you just heard is one of the most mysterious underwater sounds we know of. It's called the bloop. It was recorded in 1997 and it's unbelievably loud. The sound was roughly triangulated to be coming from a remote region of the Southern Pacific Ocean, just west of the tip of South America. The microphones that captured the sound were over 3,000 miles away. Could it be a massive, undiscovered monster from the deep? Researchers are still discovering new aquatic life every year, but this sound was several times greater than even the loudest animal in the world, the blue whale. NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, now believes it was an ice quake or an iceberg scraping the ocean floor. Or was it? The world's oceans cover 71% of the Earth's surface. And while there are a few areas of land that have yet to be explored by mankind, that's nothing. Almost 95% of the oceans have never been seen by human eyes. It's like an alien planet, but it's Earth. The bloop is only one of the many mysterious, possibly unexplainable underwater sounds. Another is the Western Pacific bio-twing heard in the Mariana Trench. Experts think it's a new type of dwarf minke whale call we've never heard before. There's also a weird beeping sound coming from the ocean floor off the coast of Northern Canada. It's so bad that Inuits can hear it on land and it's driving away animals. The Canadian military even investigated it and can't figure it out. There are other unexplained sounds with interesting names like the upsweep, the slowdown, Julia. As we uncover more of the ocean's sonic mysteries, maybe one day we'll learn the truth. Underwater sound has always been interesting to me. As a kid, I loved to stick my head underwater with a friend and try to talk. Then we would try to see if we could understand what the other was saying. It was a fun game, but I always wondered why I'm able to hear anything underwater. There's no air, so how could sound travel?
1: There are physical properties of the water that make sound behave in very different ways. That's Al Jones. He's an underwater acoustician and a former Navy
0: sonar technician. He spent years listening to and analyzing water as a medium
1: for sound. For starters, sound travels about 11, 1200 feet per second in air. Multiply that times four, and that's the speed of sound that you get in the water. It's faster in water because of the properties of the medium itself. For instance, sound travels in pure steel about 14 times as fast as it does in air. So, the denser the medium becomes, the more molecules that the sound wave gets to interact with and it proceeds down its path inherently faster that way.
0: As a sonar technician on a submarine, Al's role was vital to the safety of the vessel. How important is sound to the operation of
1: a sub? Sound is crucial just in the same way that your eyes are. You're navigating around in a thing that does not have windows, does not have outside cameras. You're just driving, essentially, by sound. After a while, it becomes very intuitive for you to be able to listen in one direction, notice that there is something that way. Hearing those things drives us to either analyze what that thing is or to think, danger, danger. We need to drive away from that because we might hit something.
0: Since I don't have a submarine or sonar equipment, what might it sound like if I tried to listen to the underwater sounds of the ocean?
1: The first thing that you'll recognize when you're trying to listen underwater is all of the competing activity that you're trying to listen through in order to find something interesting. Some of the organic things that you hear when you are recording underwater The motion of the water is very loud, and it's ever-present as you're listening. Hearing the motors of other ships, like a cruise liner or a trawler motor.
0: The way sound behaves underwater is pretty fascinating. How does sound affect marine life? To answer that question, I spoke with John Hildebrand who's a professor at the Scripps Institution of Oceanography. He's an expert in the field of underwater sound.
2: It turns out that light does not propagate very far into the ocean. If you're at the surface of the ocean, there's light, maybe the first hundred meters or so in the upper part of the ocean. It's not a very good media to sense your surroundings. We are very visual animals. The sight is kind of our primary way of sensing things. And we use sound as sort of a secondary sense. But in the ocean, it's exactly flipped because light doesn't propagate very well, but sound propagates very efficiently.
0: I wondered, how are we even able to record these sounds?
2: It's basically underwater microphones. They're called hydrophones. Once we started to have this technology, then we became aware of this whole universe of sounds that are underwater, both from natural phenomena, the sound of bubbles that are created near the surface or, you know, the wind blowing across the surface and waves breaking. But they are also this entire universe of sound that's made by marine organisms, even small creatures that make quite intense sounds.
1: You'll hear invertebrates more than just about anything else, and they make a lot of noise. Shrimp. Crabs, jellyfish, even starfish make sound. When you have a lot of shrimp together, that tends to sound like bacon grease frying in a pan. The snapping of their claws is a manner of communicating or a manner of drawing prey toward one another. If you have a lot of shrimp, you're going to hear a lot of activity
2: people describe some of the sounds of whales as song. It's song because it's repetitive, it's melodic in some way.
1: If you've been out on a whale watching cruise, you can sometimes hear them so loud, you can hear them out in the air because they are so loud underwater. When you're listening underwater to whales, that can be incredibly cathartic. It's such a pure sound, the way that those sounds manifest themselves underwater. Hearing them underwater in person is quite an experience.
2: Baleen whales, the large whales are a little different They do have songs where the males will just broadcast the same thing. Songs have meaning. From even hearing a very small piece of a song, you can kind of relate the whole meaning. You know, there's this game that's called Name That Tune. If you just hear a few notes, then I can name the rest of the tune. I can do this with you if I say, jingle, right? You know the rest and you're thinking about Santa, right, and the presence under the tree, and you know, there's a whole complex of things that go along with that. A song is a very efficient way, if there's a standardized message you want to get across, it's a very efficient way of doing that, because from tiny pieces of it, you get the whole message. I am the one that you would like to breed with. I am the most fit male that you will encounter. Come on over.
0: So basically, whales have their own version of a love song.
2: The blue whales or large whales are specialized for broadcasting these sounds a long way so that if your girl is 20 miles away, she'll still hear you. The baleen whales, when they sing, the big ones that are singing very intensely, those are very intense sounds. If you position your body near a baleen whale where they're making these sounds, your whole body would be vibrating. Now, how far does it go? At low frequency, there's essentially no absorption of sound at all. Water is like a window for sound. So that's why these intense songs of the large whales, like a blue whale, you could have a whale off of California and you could probably hear it in Hawaii.
0: The vocalizations of whales are some of the most beautiful sounds in nature. But unfortunately, we're in danger of losing them, or at least driving them away. Underwater noise pollution is on the rise. It's a big problem that we're just now discovering. We'll talk about that and how we can fix this problem in a moment. Why should you learn another language with Babbel? Well, there are a ton of reasons, but let's see how many I can fit into 60 seconds. First, Babbel works fast. You can start having conversations in another language in as little as three weeks. Next, it makes overseas vacations more fun and less stressful. I used it all the time on my last trip to Italy. If you work with foreign collaborators, Babbel can help you deepen those relationships. It's a fun thing to do when you need a break, and it's way better than doom scrolling. Babbel teaches you about other cultures. Speaking for myself, learning something new just makes me feel good. It's very affordable. And finally, signing up for Babbel helps support 20,000 Hertz. Okay, make that eight reasons, or otto ragioni, as they'd say in Italian. To get started on a new language today, here's a special limited-time deal for 20,000 Hertz listeners. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription right now at babbel.com slash 20k. This offer is only available for our listeners. That's com slash 20k for 55% off. Babbel.com slash 20k. Rules and restrictions may apply. Indeed finds highly qualified candidates for any job as quickly as possible. That means when you've got a major deadline and need to hire right now, Indeed lets you relax. So how does it work? First, Indeed has 350 million regular visitors each month. In other words, you have a huge group of talented people to choose from. Then, Indeed's AI-powered matching technology helps you pick out the right person for you. It's like searching for a needle in a huge haystack. But with a giant Indeed-shaped magnet. And in an Indeed survey, 93% of those businesses said Indeed delivered the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. Our listeners can get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Hertz. Just go to indeed.com slash Hertz right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash H-E-R-T-Z. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The underwater world of the ocean is sound rich, just as much as it is here on land. Our ears are the perfect tool for our atmosphere, but not so much for underwater. However, on the flip side, the hearing instruments of marine life are perfect for their environment. Unfortunately, marine life doesn't have the ability to protect their own hearing, so we have to do it for them. Underwater noise pollution is a big problem, and we're just now barely starting to scratch the surface of how it affects the underwater ecosystem. I wanted to know more about this phenomenon, so I reached out to Christoph Hobberson at Vox.com. He's done some great field research on underwater noise pollution, so I'm going to have Christoph take over for a bit.
3: I recently went scuba diving for the first time ever. And I went in expecting muffled peace and quiet, but as soon as I got down a few yards, I couldn't help but notice that there was sound all around me. And it was coming from boats. As far as I can tell, the Earth's water is not silent. So I did a little digging, and according to the Scripps Whale Acoustic Lab, man-made or anthropogenic noise in oceans has doubled every decade for the last 50 years. And that is a really big problem for animals that use sound as their primary sense of communication. Just listen to this audio of how noise from a passing boat totally drowns out dolphin communication. But arguably, the worst culprit of underwater sound is a process that sounds like this. That is seismic surveying. It's a process that allows companies to essentially locate spots on the ocean floor where they can drill for fossil fuels. So you'll have boats with about 30 or 40 air guns that'll all go off at once. and those will move back and forth over large parts of the ocean. And bubbles from the horns expand and contract about every 10 seconds, typically. And that creates a huge amount of acoustic energy, and that helps them map geological structures very deep into the ocean floor. And that process is about as loud as a jet at takeoff. And this can go on for weeks at a time. A study of seismic survey noise between 1999 and 2009 found that airgun sounds were recorded almost 2,500 miles away from the survey ship itself. At some locations, they were recorded on 80% of days for over a year. And that changes how animals behave. For animals like whales, who rely on complex sound communication systems to socialize and find food and mate, that poses a huge problem.
2: In many parts of the ocean, we've raised the ambient noise level by 30 dBs. Now I'm gonna say, I'm gonna move into your office and I'm gonna increase that noise level by 30 dBs. A, I believe it would be very annoying, but B, I think there's long-term damage. You're needing to wear earplugs just to go to work.
0: A study by Susan Parks at Syracuse University compared recordings of North Atlantic right whale calls from the 2000s to those recorded in the 1950s. It seemed like the older recordings had been slowed down until she realized something amazing the whales were calling in a different pitch again here's what the whale calls sounded like in the 50s and here's what it sounded like in the 2000s she found that these whales are actually changing their frequency over decades why because the higher pitch calls can be heard more clearly amongst all of the noise from ships. This is the same concept as when you're at a noisy party. You raise the pitch of your voice to project over the noise.
2: The Gulf of Mexico, where the noise levels are so high, the whales that depend on low-frequency sounds, like blue whales or humpbacks, they're all gone. They're not there. There's only one baleen whale that's left in the Gulf of Mexico, and it confines itself to a little corner where The sound levels are not quite so bad. It's called a Brutus whale. And surprise, there are only a couple dozen of them left. The most pristine place where we've recorded right now is in the Arctic. And it's that way because when the ice comes in, there are no ships. And also, the ice keeps the surface of the ocean calm. Those are the lowest levels we've recorded anywhere.
0: Research suggests that human-made noise can damage marine mammals' hearing organs, sometimes causing death. All of this sounds pretty foreboding, but John thinks a solution may not be too far off.
2: The first step is we gotta care. We gotta realize, yes, there's a problem, and then we have to care. The quality of the ocean is based on the sound level just as much as it is on things like pollution from plastic and overfishing and all these kind of things. So if you go on a cruise ship, big, nice, awesome cruise ship, it's quiet. And it's quiet because they want the people on that ship to have a good experience. And so they've done a lot of tricks to insulate all of the cabins and parts of the ship where people are from the noise of the propulsion and generators and all this kind of thing. So there are things you can do. The Navy cares about this deeply because they don't want their ships to be detected. So what they found is, you can design more complicated propellers, you can insulate all the machinery, you put the machinery on shock mounts. If you said, here's a commercial ship, we're gonna have a sound criteria, if you output a sound above this level, you cannot come into port. Then the industry cares, and then they design ships that are quiet, and then over the span of a decade or two, we could, I think, get it down maybe 10 dBs or more. It would be a help.
0: Sight is our primary sense. But for marine life, sound is the way they communicate, breed, feed, and literally find their place in this world. The oceans make up about 70% of the Earth, and we've only explored roughly 5% of it. It's a truly alien environment, one that we still don't completely understand. And in order to preserve it, we need to be aware of how we affect it. Just like cutting down the rainforests, the sounds humans make could have just as devastating of an effect on the planet, but all is not lost.
2: I'm hopeful. That there's some future technology that we haven't even thought of that can do the same job without generating so much noise. But it is something that we have to pay attention to first.
0: In 2015, the Navy agreed to limit sonar testing in critical ocean habitats near Southern California and Hawaii. In 2016, NOAA unveiled a plan to assess the human impact on underwater environments and to use quieter research vessels. And in 2014, the International Maritime Organization adopted guidelines for lowering noise from commercial ships with noise dampening techniques. Unfortunately, these guidelines are not yet mandatory, but some experts believe if instituted, it could lower ship noise by up to 99%. Now that sounds great. 20,000 Hertz is presented by DeFacto Sound, a sound team dedicated to making the world sound better. Find out more and get in touch at defactosound.com. This episode was produced and edited by Kevin Eds And me, Dallas Taylor. With help from Sam Sneebly. It was sound designed and mixed by Colin DeVarney. Thanks to underwater acoustician Al Jones, who provided a great firsthand experience about life on a submarine and sounds he's recorded from the ocean as well as John Hildebrand from the Scripps Institution of Oceanography. His passion for reducing sound pollution in our waters is only rivaled by his knowledge on the subject. We're also thankful to have been joined by Christoph Hobberson from Vox.com. We live in a world of too much information and too little context. Vox cuts through the clutter. I've been a subscriber for years. Be sure to go over to YouTube and subscribe. You can find their channel at youtube.com V-O-X. Like the music you hear on this episode of 20,000 Hertz? Each song is provided by our friends at Musicbed. You can listen to all of them on our exclusive playlist. Start listening now at music.20k.org. Also, please go to the podcast app of your choice and give us a quick rating and review. It helps a ton. You'll find all of the links I mentioned in the show description. Thanks for listening.